Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to Headliner Radio, where we are delighted to be joined by Louisa Roach of She Drew the Gun. Um, Louisa, thanks so much for joining us today. How are you and uh, whereabouts are you joining us from? Hiya, I'm um, um, in the Wirral. I'm uh, at home. Um, yeah, just at home in Eastham in the Wirral. That's yeah. where I live now. Yeah. And um, I know you've, well, fairly recently been out on tour. Um, I think that was just about before the kind of Omicron variant of the, of the, of the virus had kind of thrown things a little bit into disarray again. But how, how was, uh, how were the dates on the tour? Were you, um, was it nice to get back out and kind of performing in front of crowds again? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it felt like it had been so long and it was just, it was just really nice to like kind of, it's always like the real part about making music is like when you actually go and play mm. to people. So that felt really good. Yeah. Um, it's obviously, I think, I think we felt lucky to scrape through without anyone getting COVID. Mm. Um, um, but I did get I did get a bit um, I had like laryngitis, so I had to cancel a couple of dates. Oh, so we had to we had to reschedule them mm. um, for February, and now we're doing a whole new tour in February. So okay, great. And will that be uh, across the UK? Is that going to be uh, going overseas? Where will that be? Um, it's taking it's in? basically all the places that we didn't go to last time in the UK. Oh, okay, so. cool. Well, a load of places that we didn't go anyway. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, well, um, I was hoping to have a, a little chat with you about the latest record, uh, Behave Myself, uh, which came out towards the end of last year. Um, I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about how that record came together, like wh- when you first started working on it, and, mm-hmm. and and what kind of plan you had for how that record was going to sound. Because I think with each of the three records that you've made so far, they, they do each feel very individual in 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 many ways kind of aesthetically in the the, the type of songs the, the the kind of sonic identities of the songs they all feel very distinct i was wondering if you could mm. just t- talk us a little bit through how you when work first started on it and how you went about making that album um so i started i think before lockdown happened i like i had like one tune or something uh, just hanging around and then and then lockdown happened and then i was like I didn't write for a while because I think I was just like taking everything in or something and I was like I don't know like subconsciously just waiting to see what what was going on and then at some point I just started like started writing again and um, started making demos and um, um, just on GarageBand and then when it was when there was restrictions were on me and Jack from the band was like sending each other bits of music to like put into the demos and yeah just like once there was like a few songs together then it kind of mm. kind of started to take shape I wouldn't say there was like a plan at the beginning yeah. it was like start like start with a couple of songs and then see what the next one is like and once they started like they kind of formed their own kind of identity as an album and then it was and then it was just about I think the restrictions eased a bit and then we could get together and like really work on the demos and um get them to like a good standard and it just felt like quite big and it had quite a big dance music influence that wasn't Mm. really 
as much there in the last album. So then kind of we kind of approached Ross Orton about it because he's got that dance music vibe mm. and he's got he's done the Arctic Monkeys and the and all the like, you know, trend and heavy guitar stuff. So seemed like a good candidate for like us to ask to be producer. Yeah. Um yes, yeah, so we asked him and he was up for it. So then we just made a few journeys to Sheffield um, and recorded the album there. And like, so that that is the story of the album, I suppose, like yeah. in a nutshell. Cool. I mean, how do you find, I mean, how did you find working with him as a producer and what, what kind of makes a good producer for you? You know, cause that kind of collaboration between artists and producer can be so different depending on the, the producer that you're working with see what kind of artist is going into a studio with a producer how how did you find that that working relationship and 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 what for you kind of defines a, a good or a great producer to work with hmm. um i loved working with ross yeah it was great um i think it it, it, it was different from what i've worked with before i worked with james Kelly before which i also loved hmm. as well um I think it's like a special kind of um, relationship, definitely with the producer. You've got to be, you've got, to, I don't know, you've got to share something, especially a love of like the stuff that you're making, mm. um, and yeah, I definitely felt a good bond with Ross, and and I was, you know, is he brought a little bit of magic, the stuff that you can do with the electronic stuff and that was like a new thing for us to go into um really getting into all the synth stuff and and the like electronic beats and stuff mm. um and I think our good producers like I think it's probably can come in all different shapes and sizes um but I think sharing a like of the same kind of stuff and I don't know. It's, it's it's like when you're working on something, it's like everyone's got to be kind of buzzing off what what you're actually making. Mm. I think um, so. It's like enjoying putting it together in the studio and you know feeling that excitement and stuff. Mm. Were there any like particular records or or maybe other producers that had sort of I don't know influenced the way you? you approach making the record because it does you can really hear, hear that kind of electronic influence in it it's very mm. it's a lot more electronic sounding than the previous two albums and and that really comes through um oh yeah I, I was wondering if there were any yeah I, I whether it was particular records or artists or sounds that you kind of had in mind as um i mean not not as deliberate influences to go and try and replicate but but things that you'd yeah. maybe been listening to around the time that might have might have kind of sort of subconsciously shaped where you were going with that album. Yeah, I think it was like it was listening to um, quite a lot of like early nineties dance music and like early nineties rave mm. and stuff. Um, like in, during lockdown, me and my partner would be like sometimes we'd just put like when we were just going a bit cabin fever, we'd just put that opus fine day to day that tune on and that was like our lockdown tune and we'd just be like yeah. you know a little bop around yeah. <laughs> and then you know just to like I don't know just as a little refresher to like kind of sort our heads out mm. and like so it was like 
listening to a lot of that early 90s stuff. So I think that did come into it. Mm. And it was also like just going, we've never really made a dance tune before, so should we should we try and do that? Yeah. Um, so it was also just about like exploring what where to go with different types of music. Mm. Is that something that you, you can see yourself sort of incorporating in in the, the kind of future output of the band, you know, mm-hmm. bringing that electronic influence a bit more? Does it feel a little bit like you, I know you said it's not something that's done sort of deliberately or, or consciously, but, you know, each album does have quite a distinct identity. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, yeah, curious enough, that's something that was kind of there to stay. You, that, that might be something that you, you bring more regularly to, to, to writing sessions or when you're creating demos to, to kind of have that sound in mind? Maybe. I don't know. Because mm. it's like, because at the moment, I'm like, the, there's a new like blank canvas there now for the next thing that we move on to. Mm. And I'm like, I'm, I've been like, I've got my eye on it and I'm thinking like, what's it going to be like? But I haven't really delved into it yet. Mm. Um, Like I'm, I'm having a few glances at it and I'm like, you know, we're going to like, get started but yeah. it's like I, I don't know I mean I, I've, I, st- I still want to make sure that we're going on a journey whatever whichever way we go but mm. I mean and, and also like having that experience of using the electronic doing the electronic music and every time you go into the studio you you learn more stuff and it's like gives you more mm. gives you more like tools under your belt to yeah. kind of try different stuff. Mm. I, I was, I wanted to ask you a little bit about kind of going back to your sort of early years when you first started getting into music and into making music. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about how, yeah, what, what kind of shape that took. When, when was it that you first started actually kind of creating music and, and really kind of following it as a, as a passion and, and as a career, uh, was there a particular kind of, you know, light bulb moment when something went off and you were like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Or was it something that was just always with you from a young age? What was your, what was your route into music? Um, I like, I, I loved music from when I was young and had played guitar since I was like about 13. Um, and kind of, like played a little bit in bands, but when I was like, you know, a teenager, but then kind of didn't pursue it fully. And then, and then later on as a mature student and as a mom, I went and studied at uni doing psychology. And then it was like during the time that I was studying that I kind of, I think it must've been like working with words and doing essays and stuff. And like, it kind of like brought out more of a writing side of me and, and that somehow translated onto songwriting and I, and I wrote like my first song um, probably in my late 20s and then I was like oh wow I've done like a whole song yeah. <laughs> it's like I think when you're a kid and you mess about it's hard to like I don't know I, yeah. d- I just anyway that was where I came that was when I, I wrote a song that I was like oh I've done a song and, and you know I play it I don't mind playing with people and it was like, and then it took a while till I did another one, but, and then I just, it just became part of what I did and how I was like processing stuff going on at the time. Mm. So that was, that was what happened. And, and I met my partner and started writing 
wrote a few songs for her and stuff. Um, and and then she kind of like encouraged me to like you know get out there and go and do open mic nights and so I just like started right at the very like at the very like open mic scene and just taking the next, the next gig at time and then and then so it's it's just started from the very like bottom if you if you know what I mean mm. um and. Yeah, just try to like get to the next step all the time and see how far it could go. Um, yeah. Got went on to the BBC introducing in Liverpool, and then that got heard by someone who passed it on to James Skelly, and he invited me around for a brew and played him some tunes, and and then started working on with him on what would be the first album. So that was like the way I got into the actual industry, mm. and then. Yeah, just three albums in, so yeah. still seeing how far it'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and had you always had an interest, not just yourself in in sort of lyric writing, but in lyricists and songwriters that had um, quite a strong political message in what they did? Because you know, a lot, a lot of your songs did, are concerned with kind of social and current affairs, politics, um, and and you know, a lot of the, the kind of injustices that that exist in the world. Is is that something that you? From from when you first started writing, you always had quite a strong focus on to 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 be quite a political writer. And were there any sort of real early influences on that? From whether it was lyricists, songwriters, just writers in general that that may have influenced and kind of shaped that that part of your kind of lyrical prowess, I guess. Mm. I think like when I first started writing, I didn't have that in mind. Like mm. I think I was just I was I was like more focused on emotions and, and like what was going on with me in my life at the time. But I think once it got that out of the way a little bit, then I was more like, oh, a song thinking of, and a song can be based on an idea, like a concept for a song or, and also like I started writing poetry and then I turned poems into songs. Mm. So, so, that's where more of a political side came out. But in the, as far as the influences, like I do, I think the, the one that stands off me as being a kid and listening to music was, uh, I was watching the film and um, Working Class Hero by John Lennon came on at the end. And I was just like, what is that? And even though I'd grown up with the Beatles and everything, I didn't know this tune. Mm. And I like, I just like stopped stopped the VHS or, or wherever it was and, and rewound it like loads of times until I'd written down all the lyrics and I was like wow that's I, I was I just remember being like really shocked at how someone could critique society and put it all out into like into one song and I, mm. I do remember being kind of blown away by that so I think that did leave a bit of an imprint mm. um, and then yeah, I think I think it just with the last album, it just felt right to be more like even more political than the last one, and even more like bigger and spiky, and mm. I don't know, just it, it was based on everything that was going on at the time as well. Yeah, well, there's been. You know, it, it, 
there's never been a time has there where 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 there's uh, where there's been so much to talk about what you know politically and um you know uh, you know with with events of the past well not not even just the past couple of years you know in 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 sort of years before that as well it's just been such a for the last sort of four or five years it's been an absolutely crazy time on that front and it's one of those things that i think it gets mentioned quite a lot you know people almost people want more artists to kind of just, you know, whether it's writing about this stuff, whether it's critiquing, whether it's just kind of documenting the times there's, there is, I think there is a bit of a, a lack of that still given the scale of the, the madness that's Mm. been going on. I I do think it's, it's great to hear people actually kind of commenting and and critiquing what's happening at the time. And it, and yeah, it's, it's probably not being as, (laughs) I don't think there are enough people out there doing that at the moment, to be honest. I think it's quite a, I think it's quite important that people are are taking the opportunity to use their to use their music and their voice to to, to comment on what's happening out there, and um and it just seems like by the day there's there's even more to talk about on that front. I mean, do do you see a time where where that will not be kind of front and center of your mind when you're sitting down to write lyrics? Is that or, or do you think that you would be able to kind of go right for the next album? I'm I'm going to just be writing purely about personal uh, subjective things, mm. or it, is it always going to be a case of looking at what's going on in the world and trying to somehow reflect that in your music? Um, I think there's always, there's probably always going to be some kind of reflection of what's going on and they'll, they'll, they'll definitely, I don't know, I don't know if I'll be able to do a whole album without some kind of critique of, What's going on? Where I don't know what shape it would take, but yeah. um, I don't know. Or, or maybe I don't know. They say the personal is political, don't they? So mm. it's like maybe that is a, a place that needs to that I do need to go to a bit more and mm. and kind of yeah, bring bring things together. Yeah, but I, yeah I'm I'm like. I don't really know which way it's going to go right now, but mm. okay. um, yeah. But with this, the, with the last album, it was a lot of it was just like ideas, and mm. um, I think for now I'll probably take it on a song by song mm. kind of basis and see see where it's kind of like going. Mm. Is that is that something that you've you've thought about doing? So you know, I know that. There's been a couple of artists that I've spoken to that, particularly on a, on account of the the pandemic and at the height of the lockdown when it was much harder to actually get out and get into studios and collaborate with people in person, who had sort of looked far more at that route, who had gone like, oh, well, we're not really going to think about albums too much. We'll just focus on kind of smaller releases, whether it be EPs or individual songs or whatever. Um, do you have... Is, is that something you've considered? Because I know there've been a couple of single releases that weren't connected to the album. No. But is that something that you've thought about, or do you quite like to to kind of go straight into a body of work and know that you're writing a collection of songs for a, a whole record? Or is it equally appealing to, yeah, go, say right, okay, well, we're just going to write one or two tracks and that's it, and it doesn't have to have any sort of unifying no. sonic identity or lyrical connection you know it's just kind of more of a 
explosion of creativity. It's like there, yeah. that's that. Move on. Yeah, I mean that. I think that could be cool. But I, but I think maybe once I'm writing an album, once I'm like on the album, I don't want to take anything away from that album because I'm like, you know, I'm looking like I'm looking at that album like I want this to be the next best thing mm. that I do. Do you know what I mean? So it's like. I'm like, oh, I want to save all the good tunes for that then. But like, yeah. if we're not, if we're not, if we're not like into the album, then I'd be up for like doing some one-offs and some different stuff. I don't know. And then maybe you know, some things don't fit on an album, do they? So mm. no, true. It can, so, it can be more experimental. Mm. So as for uh, performing uh, live, that you you said that there's uh, a new tour starting in February. Um, whereabouts are you going to be playing and, and how kind of certain are you about, about the dates? Is there any question marks that are still remaining over whether shows can take place or not? You know, what, what's that looking like at the moment for, for touring artists? Well, at the moment it's, it's all looking like it's going ahead. I mean, the, there's no, there's nothing from the promoters to say this can't go ahead and, um, everything's just you know going towards us doing it and but it's there's always this like there's there's a there's a bit of a a fear there that you know that anyone could catch COVID anytime and that'll kind of be it for the tour or like mm. yeah you know I mean it, it's it's at risk but I think you just gotta like carry on and you try and get back to doing what you do and I don't know, yeah, I, I have thought, like, because there's a lot of people cancelling tours at the moment, and you, you kind of, like, you're just thinking, it, what's the best thing to do? And, like, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's all very uncertain, and mm. and that also has an effect on people coming to the gigs and people buying tickets for the gigs, and um, it's, it, it, it is difficult, Um and difficult to know what to do for the best, but mm. I've just got to kind of take the advice of my team and and carry on and and do what do what do what we do. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and has there been any sort of thought or discussion yet as to what might come next with new music? I know that's really early days since the last one was released, but is that something you've already got a, an eye on, or is it just going to be a case of? promoting the record and touring and things like that for this year before before releasing anything new? Yeah, like, I want to start, like, writing some new stuff soon. Um, at the moment, it's, like, tour, and then we'll do some festivals. Hopefully they'll all be fine. And mm. I don't know, I'm just hoping that we'll have a bit of a better landscape towards the end of next year, or at the end of this year. Mm. Um and I'm just gonna just gonna be like working on new stuff. Um but yeah, putting the album out, just still promoting this album for now and, and doing this tour and hmm. hope to have a good summer. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, well I I wish you all the best with the tour and thanks so much for, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.